Cheers! Welcome to Movie Bitches! Right to review episode 47. Tonight we're reviewing Foul Play! <gasps> Foul Play. First things first, shout out to Grant, our Patreon, Lady Catherine DeBerg. <laughs> he uh, specifically requested this movie and he paid for it, so we did it. And it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. I'd never seen it. Avril's a big fan. Big fan. So it worked out great. Second thing second, shout out to our one sponsor, Wink. Trywink.com slash movie pitches. You get $22 off your first month of wine. So Lots much. of arm movements. I don't know. Wow. wow. So yes, Foul Play. One of my absolute favorite movies. Wow. Um, I mean, it's great. I'm not, don't get me wrong. Just... Yeah, it's it's um. So there was a period. Okay, we're going back. We're going back. There was a period of time in middle school. I am not an early riser, but there was like a week I remember where I was like, I'm gonna wake up at like five in the morning to 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 like have to have time in the morning to do something. I, it was a weird time. I don't know. I was like, I'm always late. You were yeah. I'm gonna wake up at some crazy hour and have all this like morning time by myself, mm. right? I've always aspired to that, but never. Uh, like I said, I, it, for like a few days in middle school, I nailed it. Nice. But other than that, no, I'm a, I'm a sleeper in her. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> apropos, because woke up, turned on AMC before they had commercials, I'm dating myself, and foul play was just starting. Mm. And I was like, what's this? What's this? My mind was blown. I couldn't believe how scared I was, but how I still wanted to keep watching. Yeah. It was, this movie was so scary to me when I first watched it because, well, I mean, it's scary, but it's, like I was, it was, and I was such a fraidy cat. Mm. But it had just that right amount of like, oh no, I'm so scared. Oh, but I'm so into what's going on sure. right now. Yeah. Um, and so that was my introductions. And then I just, I mean, I watched it like a million times and Gloria Mundy was a fashion icon of mine, an icon in general because she's fabulous. Sure. Just, yeah. San Francisco, all of it. San Francisco. I really liked this movie. And I think it's fun because there's not a ton in this genre of uh, thriller slash rom-com. Thriller, rom-com, caper. It's very specific, and it's, it's very specifically tailored to things that I like. I guess in some ways it's kind of like a modern noir. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, they're absolutely making that joke. Yes. But it's like more modern. It's less like, she walked into my office. It's not a parody. No. It's a sort of, you know, 70s take on a noir. Exactly. The closest thing I can think of that sort of achieves this is charade which you also need to watch. Um, and a lot of movies tried to do this, but something about foul play is so deftly handled. I think it's because of the director, Colin Higgins, who wrote like Silver Streak, which is like straight up a ripoff, not a ripoff. It's a, it's a comedy version of North by Northwest. Oh, fun. He wrote Harold and Maude, which oh. is like a really specific sense of humor. He wrote foul play. He wrote nine to five. Oh, he wrote, oh, that makes sense. Right? He wrote Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. It's all wow, very my goodness. specifically yeah. him. Yeah. And he only directed three movies. Oh wow. Okay. Foul Play. Uh-huh. Nine to five. Okay. And Best Little Horror House in Texas. Wow. I was like, that's a pretty fucking great resume. That's pretty crazy, actually. Right? Yeah. All with fabulous buns. Yes. I mean, that's pretty crazy, actually. Right? When you think about it, you're mm -hmm, like, hmm. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
all with fabulous buttons. Yeah. He started with one, then went to three, yeah. well, and then I guess back down to one. But, but Dolly Parton's like a bunt for all. Wow, I guess it's three. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I think he really understands genre and tone and obviously has a love for noir and Hitchcock and all of those things and like really studied them because he found a way to translate it. I agree. So, success. Yeah. So, foul play, Goldie Hawn, basically Goldie Hawn. She I was is... gonna say, Chevy Chase, he's not even in it that much. No, he shows up because she's the fucking star and she's a boss. Yeah. I was so obsessed with Gloria Mundy. Her like sassy convertible. Yep. Librarian. Her raincoat. You know, did I at one time own a yellow umbrella because of this film? Yes, I did. And actually, there is a statistic that's real that women with umbrellas are less likely to be attacked or whatever, because you have a weapon. Sure. There's like an actual statistic on that. I don't okay. know what the percentage is, but um, there you go. That statistic is untrue. You know it's easier to be killed by a terrorist than it is to get married over the age of 40. That's not true. That statistic is not true. No, it's not! No, no, no. It was no, I know, I know. Okay. But it is true. But I thought of that in this, too, because there was, her friend was like the... She Stella! The, yes, she was great. Nobody's gonna mess with Stella unless Stella wants to be messed. So it's Goldie Hawn yeah. and Chevy Chase is there. Yeah. But I will say, this is the only movie similar to Romance in the Stone uh -huh. where I'm actually like, I get Chevy Chase as a romantic lead somewhat. He's not in that. My, that's the only movie oh. that I am also into Michael Douglas. Sorry to make that clear. I was just like, wait, am I going crazy? Did, oh God, can you imagine no. Chevy Chase starring in Romance in the Stone? Absolutely um, But like, similar to Romance yeah. in the Stone where I'm like, I get okay. it, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Okay, this fit on you for some reason. This worked. I, would, I feel the same ish way about this movie. I would Chase. agree. Yeah. However, he, in the romantic scene, kept putting his tongue up against his teeth in this weird thing. See? Let's always trust your first impressions. It was driving me crazy, and I was like, what are you doing? You're trying to look cute or something? It was driving me crazy. Stop it. But it's you, not cute. But you know what I mean? How it... They found a way to make his, like, asshole oh. cockiness... <laughs> you're going a different way. Not his literal asshole. His asshole cockiness work. Yes, because he wasn't too asshole cocky. Yeah. And also, he was younger than a lot of stuff. Yes, and she was always taking the piss out of him. Absolutely. <clears throat> She's right, you know. Nice party. A lot of chances. Didn't anyone ever tell you that eavesdropping is not nice? She was just like, look, look, look. I mean, when they first meet, so they're, you know, San Francisco, the ba the bridge is behind them, yeah. and he, I mean, it does his classic stumbling Chevy Chase, you know this. And it's funny, because he's good at that. He starts to try and chat her up, and he starts to go on this long diatribe, and she's just like, I have, I have to, to go. go. My single worst problem as a child, I'll never forget my mother and parole officer getting together with the priests, discussing the difficulties Excuse I'd have. I've got to go. Okay. Like, she's just like, absolutely not. I mean, engaging in whatever this is, yep. goodbye. Yep. <laughs> it was just so good. But every time he tried to be like, yeah. cool guys, she would just be like, no. no, I have a witty comeback for this. I'm a strong, independent woman, thank you. Yes! She was such a fabulous role model. I really, really dug her character. She's like a divorcee, and she's yeah. a librarian, yeah. and she's gonna take a chance on love, 
and oh right, Boy. we even talked about the original song. Yes, the Oscar nominated. Crazy. Good for Barry Manilow. Good for Barry Manilow. Remember when he came out and everyone was like, "And yeah." <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she's driving down the coast of Northern California. Somewhere. That looks in no way like the coast of England. You know what's remarkable is how much England looks in no way like Southern California. So, I don't think we need to get into the plot too much. Oh, I will say this. Okay, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Oh, go watch it. If you haven't seen this movie, I personally think it's an undiscovered gem. It's really fun and funny and the cast is great. And it knows what it's doing, and it's yeah. very specific type of movie. Yeah. Uh, so I would highly recommend it. I would too. And you know, it's funny because like I've been watching a lot more of these like kind of not seventies necessarily, but like eighties ish movies and stuff recently for whatever reason. I'm like, oh, let's go back and watch that thing that I never saw. Yeah. And uh, some of them don't hold up so well. Yeah. Uh, some of them are better than others. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll say I watched What About Bob. Oh, I haven't seen it in so long, but that was a movie that my family and I watched together very frequently. I know a lot of people that were yeah. like, oh, I love What About Bob? But it's a very specific kind of humor. It is. That you either tune into or you don't, because it's like cringe humor. Yes, it's, and I don't care um, for that. It's curvy enthusiasm. Sure. Like, it's that. Yes. So did it not hold up in the, like, No, it was just this that. This isn't funny, or was it like, Bleh. No, it was just that. So it may, I'm not it saying may that, have never worked I think I think that might be true. I think that might be true. But anyway. So anyway, yes, Foul Play, I think, does a really good job of... So there's a lot of different stereotypes in this movie. And it's very meta in its sort of description. Like, the perfect way to, uh, to describe it is she goes to an old movie to see, like, an old noir movie, mm -hmm. right? He's waiting for the Chinese sailor, the one Alan Ladd thinks kidnapped the old gypsy. Like, it's all these, like, very descriptive caricatures of people, sure. right? And that's very much describing the world that this movie is living in, right? Where it's like, oh, the albino and the dwarf and the, you know, like this, that, and the other, where, where you know, it's obviously riffing on old noir movies. Sure. And so I think it's doing a really fine job of knowing exactly what genre it's taking on and mostly sensitively handling it for the 70s. For, especially for the 70s. Because I was going to say too, like, there were parts of it where I was like, I mean, if you watch the viewing party, I'm sure you can see my face where I'm just like, Ooh. But it always kind of came back and was like, you know what? We're gonna talk about it. Exactly. We're gonna talk about. It. I, like I appreciate like you know they say dwarf a lot, and then at a certain point, Billy Barty shows up. You're the dwarf. Well, actually, we prefer to be called little people. And he goes, well, we prefer little person, and so you're like, okay, well they've addressed it. Yeah, I think they never say dwarf again. If they do, it's in reference to the man's Who's like, nickname. Whose alias is Dwarf, the, but like, right. it does address it. Right. And like, Billy Barry is treated mostly with respect. Yes. Even well. though he is thrown out a window and there's like, and hilarious hijinks like Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd. I mean, it's referencing a lot of things. It's referencing sure. silent movies, it's referencing noir, it's referencing Hitchcock and thrillers. Yeah. There's a lot going on. But yeah, so Goldie Hawn driving her way down and she just decides to take a chance again. Take a chance. And she picks up a hitchhiker. Real bold move. Oh yeah. I mean, um, it was the 70s. Yes, it was much bigger back then. But still. Uh, you know, he just hops in the car, doesn't say, it was just like Bloop. Well, we find out because he's being chased. I guess that's true, yeah. And then we also find out later that he, because like, 
he's kind of given a weird creepo vibe, but like not in like a I'm gonna murder you, but like in a weird creepo vibe. You know, different different vibe. What's your name? Gloria. It's a pretty name. Thank you. Not creep creep weirdo, just creepo. So it all starts with the MacGuffin, because of course this movie knows what it's doing, with the microfilm that he puts into a pack of cigarettes that he puts into her purse that he's gonna come get later, and then of course... He gets murdered. He gets killed, so then it's a series of people coming after her, of a cavalcade of characters, yeah. and she's at the center of it, but ultimately that MacGuffin does not matter whatsoever. I love In the wackiest, um, I still don't know. So Burgess Meredith plays her landlord. He's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love him. Yeah. Uh, he has a pet boa constrictor. Esme. Esme, how many times have I told you, do not eat the cigarettes? So her friend is murdered. Her date is murdered, right? I love that there's constantly like a, oh, the dead body right there. Where'd it go? Yeah. Where'd it go? Oh, you're just a crazy, you're a hysterical crazy, yeah, woman. Yeah. You, did you drop acid earlier today? Listen, you shouldn't go to picture shows like this and smoke that stuff if it's going to affect you the way it does, eh? I love this introduction. Ibutu tribe. Fascinating society. And we could take a leaf from the book. And then you see the snake. I mean, the score to this movie is sure. very iconic to me, but also very over Very referential, noir, yes, you know, exactly. very that. Yes. The snake creeping up on her fabulous high-heeled rain boots. Obsessed. The snake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up, and it's all very, like, what's the James Bond movie where the tarantula is, like, crawling up? You know, it's, it's one of the Sean Connery ones. Yeah. I, I can't remember at the moment. All but, the titles blend in my head. You know, it's coming up to get him. The world has died another day and will go on tomorrow because... You oh no! Moon I mean, Sean Connery only made like the... six movies. I, you the... haven't named any of them, by the way. I... It's like Thunderball, Doctor No, Goldfinger. <laughs> but you know, like Bond titles are all sure, just like... sure, sure. Never say never again. Technically not a Bond movie. Oh, they like fired him because he was old, and he was mm. like, "I'm still gonna make it." So, Never Say Never Again is just sort of like as loose of a script you could take from. Thunderball and like recreate into a different so it's like it's like a weird copyright free huh bond esque amalgamation interesting huh but anyway yeah so it's very that okay cool the snakes coming up together uh, yeah oh Esme get away from those cookies Esme get away but yes yeah, so the snake laughing okay yes yeah, so <laughs> The cigarettes, the MacGuffin, they've uh -huh. been here, there, they're in a purse, everyone's is passing hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so Bella. important. Yeah, it's so, so important. important. And um I mean I really was there's like a timestamp on it too. Someone's gonna murder tomorrow. I was like, they have to find the goddamn cigarettes. A good MacGuffin will do that to you. Sure. A good one. A good one. Not a we had to put these three boxes together. No, not if it's just generic boxes or generic wayfinders. And knives. Things that don't matter on a treasure hunt. Anyway, Burgess Meredith finds the cigarettes finally after two hours of what is in this microfilm? Right, right. Throws it in the fire. I mean, I loved this. It was so good. And then this this shot still eludes me to this day. <laughs> the snake laughs. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like it's mouth moves. Yes. <laughs> be, I love this movie. What can I say? Yeah. Because I'll be there in a flesh kicking ass. Oh, yeah. And if anything disturbs you in the middle of the night, you just scream. And I'll be upstairs in a flesh kicking ass. <laughs> I mean, he was great. Really I liked him. Burgess Meredith is so funny in this movie. I would say the whole cast was really quite great. Every, everyone that's there, and, and I love that even the like little side characters have, like they're doing a bit. Like at the sure. movie theater, like she runs out of the theater, someone's been murdered, oh my god! And like the concession stand guy is like, Come quickly, there's a man dead in there. Where? In there! I'm sorry, you'll have to see the manager. Oh, well, you'll have to talk, have to, to, talk the to the manager. I don't know. And then the but woman. He's busy or whatever. The woman he's having oh, an affair yeah. with. It's almost intermission. I have to heat up the. The intermission's in 20 minutes. And I gotta go warm up the uh, weenies. Like, everyone is playing a part and they're yeah. very, like, yeah. memorable. Yes. Well, her friend is great. Oh, I mean, Stella is so great. Ugh. It's called a screamer. They make a grab for your tits, you just flick the switch. No, I'm just thinking, I, mm -hmm. I'm trying to decide, but I think between this and Man of the House are probably my two favorite Chevy Chase roles. Do you disagree? I don't necessarily disagree. I just really didn't know what you were talking about at first. I was like, what's happening now? No, I do disagree. Um, oh. Three Amigos, which you haven't oh, seen. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And Vacation, which you haven't seen. No, you've seen Christmas Vacation. Have you seen Vacation? You haven't seen Vacation at all? Mm -mm. I think you'd like it. I think you would like it. Okay. Maybe. Okay. It's sort of mean humor. Okay. Which can go either way with people. Yeah. So, okay. yes, I don't disagree, but I do disagree. Is okay, what great. I would say. Okay, great. He's certainly not my favorite amigo. He's my least favorite amigo. Right, right, right. Of course. Well, the Martins. <laughs> the Martins. Okay, obviously. So, anyway, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Well, also, he's like a jerk in Man of the House. But that's his role. Sure. So I think it's less... And then he, it doesn't, by the end, he comes around. I'm now, sure. I would love to do a retro review of Man of the House. Oh, boy. I, I would want to do a double feature of Man of the House and Getting Even with Dad. Remember that movie? Never seen it. Ted Danson, Macaulay Culkin. <sighs> My dad's a crook and I'm a... Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm on board. I will say, you know, I like Ted Danson a lot. He was so great in The Good Place that I'm just like... Yes, Ted Danson, here for all of this and all of your ties. We haven't talked about Dudley Moore. <laughs> Who I definitely thought was Michael Sheen. <laughs> so rude. So rude. I don't know. Michael Sheen was probably like, at most, a teenager when this movie came out. Okay. I mean, I guess that's true. I didn't really think. I mean, how old is Chevy Chase? Old. How old is Michael Sheen? 50. So he would have been 10. <laughs> but anyway, Dudley Moore, this was my introduction. Nope. What? He would have been eight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I just took your word for it. I was like, great, okay. I'm not doing math. I'm going to fucking school for math. Sorry, Michael Sheen. They do look kind of similar. If they made a Dudley Moore biopic, Michael Sheen, Michael Sheen could play. absolutely yeah, play him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes, this is my introduction to Dudley Moore. And then later realizing as an adult that he was also the voice of the narrator in Milo Notice. Milo couldn't believe what he saw. Could it really be Otis? Don't worry, Otis barked. I'll, I'll get you out somehow. Oh. 
Did you I, not watch my little notice? I definitely did, but okay. like I don't, I couldn't, if you paid me a million dollars, I wouldn't know. Like, well, no, so what happened was, I went back to rewatch my little notice because I was fucking obsessed with that movie, as an adult. And you were like, oh my god. And I was god. like, oh my god, it's Dudley Moore. And then like 15 to 20 minutes in, I was like, oh my god, that's what it was. It was Pavlovian, I mean, honestly, it was like, and um... They woke up for the end and was like, yay! They did it. Oh, I want to watch that movie again. There's so many movies that I want to go back to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would go back to Milano's. I would go back. I really, we have to do Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Double feature. See, I, I watched Short Circuit. I watched Short Circuit 10,000 times. Uh -huh. And the second one, maybe once. Oh, I watched Short Circuit 10,000 times and Short Circuit 2 a thousand times. Okay, great. But like, that was the one where he gets like, Gold-plated and American citizenship. And um, Fisher Stevens is playing like a really offensive, like Indian character. The message overall was is nice, like, but it's like exactly. Let's all come together yeah. in this melting pot. Oh, people of color can be American citizens in this movie. And robots that are gold. What? <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Stanley Tippins. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I was worried because I hadn't seen this movie in a while okay. and I was like, oh no, mm. is the Dudley Moore stuff like as funny as I remember or is it like yikesy? It's pretty funny still, I think. It's and, pretty funny. Um, not so yikesy because Dudley Moore has a really good job of playing um, smarmy lovable. Yeah, it's because the same thing he did in Arthur. Mm. We're like, yes. obviously we saw what happened when Russell Brand tried to do Arthur and it was a horrible failure. Well, because he's gross. He's just gross. Yeah. There isn't that like lovable like, but you're harmless and adorable. Right. Really funny. Yeah. Thing. And that was the thing I think that was nice about this was that right. you kept being like, oh god, like she shows up to him at this bar and is like, take me home, and he's like, oh. Wait, because really? she's being chased by the albino. Yes. Can we go out the back way? Back way. Fine with me, Gloria. Anything you say. And then like this whole conversation that he has, and you're, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because you do wish that he could find his. His match? Honestly, when watching it this time, so he's like secretly a quote unquote pervert, I guess, you know, not in a bad way. Like I don't That's mean that the thing is I that... don't mean that in a negative way. Right. He's just has some kinks that he is not able to express. Yes. Do you have any binoculars? What's that? Binoculars? Are you into that too? And I yes. honestly thought in this watch, he accidentally like grabs Stella's ass at the yes. end. And I was like, wouldn't it be so great if I she thought was so too. dominatrix? Yes! I've got this pain up and down here. All I wanted was a little... Hey, watch those hands, buster. Well, she says she's not getting messed with unless she wants to get messed. Exactly! And I was like, okay, bitch, but like... Stella's on board? Yeah, you should... So, I think that might have been like... the sequel! I'm gonna rewrite it in my head and that's what happened. Great, love it. And they have like a fabulously kinky, like, relationship and they fulfill each other. I love it. Love it. Yeah. But this, okay, so he, oh my god, this... I don't know what I thought in middle school. I was just really into this movie. I thought he was so funny when he's dancing to Staying Alive. I mean, he was. Just all I mean, April, movies. because it was the same as a Goofy movie. It was the same as a Goofy movie. I could watch Dudley Moore dance for the rest of my life. Like, it's so good. It's the way, the little things he does with his, it's so good. It's very silly. As the amount the... of money that he put into these built-in. Oh, thank you. He's got a built-in projector. He's got a Murphy bed that, like, has lights and he's yeah. got disco balls, built-in speakers. Yeah. 
The he has a piano that's a bar. He bothers to fill his sex dolls with helium. That helium. really got me. I wondered why. Maybe it's a, more of a chase me, chase me, catch me kind of thing. Oh boy. I'll like suddenly think, I know, I'll turn, I'll do swimmy, swimmy, and then maybe she'll do swimmy, swimmy too, in a kind of chase me, chase me way. And then we do catchy, catchy, and underwater sexy, sexy. And what I thought was nice about his character was that he was always very respectful. It wasn't like he forced himself on her no! or anything. And then when she was like, no, 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 why do I have to? And she was like, oh, oh. And she's not even that judgmental. She's not no. like, oh, I'm horrified, and fuck you, and slaps him and leaves no. or anything. She's just like, Stanley, what? Right. What is this? Yeah. I never knew there was such diversity. Amazing. It's amazing. It's just, just amazing. Oh, and Brian Denny, he shows up. We didn't talk about it. He's um, Chevy Chase's partner. People kept showing up in this movie like, oh, I know them. Like, um, okay, so the woman who plays uh, sort of the fancy, oh, what a, the bishop's assistant woman. Oh my gosh, she's a lot. Rachel Roberts, she's like a famous British actress. From, oh. Like, there's people scattered throughout this movie. They're like, oh, oh them. Yeah, I know them. I kept doing that and I was wrong every time, but that's well, okay. You know, because because even people that aren't quote unquote famous, they're doing like everyone has a part. It yes. feels very lived in the world. Yes. It feels like you really went to San Francisco. Yes. The plot is very tight and intricate. Like it is a extremely well written. Absolutely. They weave a really good tale and it, and it takes you on a journey and personalized, I yeah. guess, which is yeah. lived in, but like. Just ever, there's little nuances like where she lives alone in this apartment, she gets home and like turns on the TV for comfort. Like there's little things where you feel like she's a real person. Let's sure. Say. She's knitting. She's knitting. Like, and you're she's like, oh, those knitting needles, those are gonna come in handy. <laughs> Narcotics? No, knitting! No, knitting! A man with a scar. He tried to murder me, but I stabbed him with the needles. Uh, narcotics, huh? No, knitting! <laughs> She's great. She's fantastic. This is my favorite Goldie Hawn movie. What has Goldie Hawn been up to? Just live her life? Oh, yeah? <laughs> like a very well written almost Billy Wilder I mean I, I'm saying it Whew. where every character you understand and everything connects with everything else and even when you're confused or you don't like this movie's surprising like it takes you on a journey sure, you were true. like oh but what about and then it would answer your question yes, immediately or true. it would allude to what was happening yeah. or or, whatever. or it would and surprise you to it later on yeah, you're like oh you every, thought that snake you thought it was And every piece is put together like, oh, the connection that she's a librarian and later on the librarian is what's going to crack the case. Well, she, oh, you're the best researcher, Sophie, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they do. It's just great. Yeah. Like, it's really, really great. It really is. I agree. I mean, I really liked it. Yay! I'm glad because I love this movie. Good. But, that, I mean, that's true. Like, even the, every character was a person and there was like a you could tell there was like a backstory for everyone yep. like the when she's climbing down the fire escape and there's the two old ladies playing scrabble of course this was before the war here we are with a 13 double word and, like, oh. Oh. and then i like that she goes motherfucker but m-u-t-h-e-r i think I, that word is spelled so. with a hyphen <laughs> And double is 52. Wait, Elsie. I think you're wrong. I think you spell that word with a hyphen. <laughs> with 
And of course, it's that little twist where I'm you thought it was good. I'm like that, but mother is spelled with an O. Oh, what do you do? And then I think that word is spelled with an O. Like an O. Oh, thank you. Oh, hyphen. Got me. Well, well I was just trying it out. And I love, so that scene, Gloria has been kidnapped again because she's constantly sort of in peril, mm -hmm. but she's constantly saving herself. herself. And it's just a boss. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, I love, I mean, well, it was funny because, like, again, then, there's these things and these tropes and whatever. Or things that have been set up that then right. pay off. So then later on, he's like, oh, well, you're supposed to be damsel in distress and I'm supposed to save you or whatever. Hey, wait a minute. It's my ass they're after. I'm sorry. You're right. That was a stupid, glib, chauvinist remark, and I apologize. And then, of course, he does make a joke about getting to her ass first. Yeah. But, um, you know, it it mentions, like, it's aware of, it's it's very progressive for, for 78, I would say. Sure. For the amount of topics it's sort of yeah. touching on. Yeah. Actually, that's very true. Like, they could be 88. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, aside from the fashion, but, like, yeah. Well, we haven't talked about the fashion. Oh, the fashion. It was very important to me. Very it. important. I mean, she was giving me real Sandra D. Oh, yes. Lots of... Lots of... Cape Lacey, yes. Fabulous little sweater sets and just loved it. Her hair. <gasps> I wanted it. Oh, my God. wanted the hair. The rolled up raincoat. Loved it. Who's her daughter? Kate Hudson. Yes. <laughs> Who's her daughter? Now, mm -hmm. but Farrah Fawcett has no relation. No, they had the same hair. Farrah Fawcett was actually up for this part, but mm -hmm. something didn't work out. And Steve Martin was up for the Chevy Chase part. Oh. I don't think it would have worked. Not really. He's too... <laughs> you know? I feel like he would have... <laughs> like, I don't see Steve Martin as a I feel like it would have been more about him. Yes. Yes. Where Chevy Chase, while he is sort of this egotistical, like, weirdo, but he was, it was always about her. Yeah. He really... She overshadows him. She's the movie. Absolutely. And he's there, and yes. he kind of does his bit, and then leaves. But if it were any later, it would have been too egotistical. Like, yes, he would yes. have been too far gone that he would have been like, now nah, it's gonna be about me. Now nah, it's gonna be about me. But now... Okay, so this was the first movie to star a cast member from SNL. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So it was like before, you know, he was like, I'm too good, I'm quitting. Right, SNL right, sure. It was the whole, this was a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, and it was a big success. The movie. <gasps> we have to talk about his houseboat. Oh my God. Oh, did so I many houseboats in, I mean, well, Sleepless in Seattle was in the 90s, but I just feel like. I think it's just like a quirky fantasy. It is. Because have I ever known anyone, no. even like, we, we don't live even like twice or thrice removed that's lived on a houseboat? No. I take it back. What? I have a friend of a friend who has a houseboat in Portland but they on don't, the river. Do they like live in it? Yeah. Okay. And I went to it. Was it great? It, no. <laughs> it, it was generic. It was like a house that was like mm. on the river. So it's a fabulous houseboat. I mean, it could use some whitewashing and like some a females touch and yeah. obviously burn the lion sheets. <gasps> the lion head pillowcases. Really, really. But it has like a droplet yeah. fireplace, which yeah. I feel like is not up to code in a, I in don't a think houseboat. Anymore. Oh God. But um, 
Oh boy, did I think it was fabulous. No, it was real chic. And, 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 yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yes. and he's got this little dog. It looks like Asta from the thin. Oh my god, the dog is the like, cutest. Yes. Yeah, well, schnails are cute. I did love, so the movie's very, I mean, I don't even want to say meta or self-aware because it's, it's better than that. Okay. Because it's its own thing. Okay, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it transcends mm -hmm. just being a sort of referential, noir, Hitchcockian thriller rom-com. Like, it, it becomes it its takes, own thing. Right, yes, sure. Uh, but I do love that, that you could break down the plot as, like, one of those bad jokes, like, oh, uh... The bishop, the dwarf, uh, the albino, the man with the scar, and his lover walk into a bar. You know, like, it becomes sure. that at some point. Sure. And when they're, like, interrogating her, and she's like, It must have been the albino. Who's the albino? He's the one who killed the man with the scar. You said you killed the man with the scar. Oh, the albino. This whole, like, who's on first yes, of this right. cast, it was really funny. Yeah, it, 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 I agree. It makes it really comedic, This, even though she's recounting this murder. It does a very good job of, like, keeping her in danger and having the danger be very real, mm -hmm. but also not so heavy yeah. that it uh, taints it. Yeah. I'd say the only part, spoiler alert, that taints it is at the very end, I think they shouldn't have killed the cop. I agree. Because that really takes, like, if they just killed the albino and he's, he's hanging, hanging from the operatic as, set, the fact that the cop was also killed and then they're like, we're in love! Yay. Yeah, we're like making out now and it's like hanging dead behind yeah, you. Yeah, at like, the ooh. time it didn't bother me, but watching it this time I was like, ooh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh my god, so yes, and Rachel Roberts, we haven't talked about Rachel Roberts enough. So, she's the woman, the, like, housekeeper, a secretary to the bishop. Oh, yeah. She is putting on this accent, oh and then when she breaks it, oh, it really cracked me up. Well, now the shit has really hit the fan. It's great. But her and Burgess married this fight scene. Oh my god. Huh? <sighs> really, oh my god. Really, oh. It was a lot. He was my favorite, I think. <laughs> Hi! Oh shit! Of course. Well, aside from Gloria. Yeah. They have this whole fight scene that's just, I mean, it's comedy gold. What can I say? <laughs> Old man fighting a woman, it's great! Do it both doing Like high karate. kicks and karate and uh, this is how I feel like a real fight would happen. Like, and I grabbed a plant and shoved <laughs> it in your face and like, I broke this thing over your head and like just it's messy and it's funny and, and You know what it kind of reminded uh, me of? The Atomic Blonde where the like scene just saw, goes on forever. And you saw their sweat and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, we're really getting into it. Oh, it was so funny. Really cracking. Yeah, it was it was the comedic version of that Atomic Blonde where you're just like, what is this, this nonsense? <laughs> a story. I mean, he's like an anthropologist that knows all these backstories and he's, you know, uh, the landlord for yeah. her apartment and, and they have such a cool relationship. relationship. And... I never had me a daughter, but if I did, I'd want her to be you. Oh, Mr. Hennessy, that's sweet. And the fact that she just keeps running into Dudley Moore at the bathhouse. Right. Oh, oh my god. Oh and my then god. in the opera, oh my god. He's the conductor. The oh, silly sunglasses on. Silly. Dudley Moore makes everything funnier. It's just the truth. Yeah. The culmination at the end and the opera house and the assassination that's gonna happen. I mean, I was very... just waiting for the, the turtle speed to kick in. Oh, oh my god. 
Oh, that's also a retro view. Ooh. Oof. Yes. But this is very The Man Who Knew Too Much. I mean, like, with the timpanies and the opera playing and the assassination and the plot that's foiled and, like, I knew, you know, Gloria is like, oh, I found out something I wasn't supposed to know and right. all of these things and, like, I've gone down this rabbit hole of whatever. It has a classic song over the credits. Don't sing it. Que sera sera. Oh, wait, is that what it is? That's from The Man Who Right, right. Ready? No! Damn it. you. Ready to put my love on the line. So yeah, I really don't want to like explain the plot too much because it's so intricate and it's mm -hmm. so well told and, and all the pieces fit together. But also it's so not important to talking about the movie, if Absolutely that makes sense. Absolutely not. Like the, the enjoyment of the movie is just enhanced by the plot. Yeah, we can talk about how well written it is and that's the important part without talking about like exactly. the details of it. Because I really do think, just bit to watch bit. it. I would say go watch it. hundred percent, go watch it. I'm so glad that I found this movie and that I still love it. And Gloria, honestly, Gloria Mundy is really a heroine of mine. Like I really am attached to her. She's great. She's great. I love too that it was like Gloria Excelsius Deo or whatever. Oh yes, yeah. of course, but of course, Gloria because everything. everything fits together. Yeah. All the puzzle pieces. I really every it, single piece. It's well thought out, well written. Honestly, now that I think about it, I feel like that dog was picked specifically because oh. it's the Thin Man and those are classic murder mysteries. Probably. Probably. Was that a reference, Colin Higgins, who may or may not be dead because I didn't look it up? Was that a reference <laughs> to Thin Man? So anyway, cheers to this movie. Yeah. Thank you, Grant, for picking it. Yeah. It's a I pleasure mean, to rewatch. It really was. Cheers to this movie. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs>